1: From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sounds good.
2: And missed extra point. I love the NFL today. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A part of the Touchline Fraca Media Group. Uh check that out at touchlinefracas.co.uk. Uh, uh, or on Twitter at Touchline Fracas. Um, my name is Asa Smith. I'm your host, as always, here to talk to you about the good, which is football, and the bad, which is football. Uh, we're, uh, we've got a great episode for you here this time. We've got, um, our normal soccer folks, uh, Ben and Kevin, to talk about whatever the hell just happened in Panama. And then we've got our good friend Angus to recap the, uh, the weekend that was in college football, which was actually a lot of fun. Uh this episode is brought to you by the Anchor app for all of your podcasting needs and the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your uh employment law, in-house counsel, NIL, uh HR business needs. Check them out at SmithWorkforce.com. So let's get right into it with the soccer folks. How's it going, Ben? Well, that was uh that was something. Uh yeah, that sucked, dude. <laughs> can I I
1: cannot believe they didn't add any time for all of the random fans going on the field and doing ball tricks
2: yeah I mean like the I I appreciate like added difficulty of like multiple soccer balls on the field at once um but you know I I don't think we needed extra distractions but yeah it it, it, the game was called at 704
1: after two pitch invaders and I mean I think we could have played another half an hour and not scored so it doesn't really matter but it's a Still, fair point. the indignity of it rankles
2: it should as well as the fact that um there were seven minutes of stoppage time when i think that uh what what did that panamanian player have he, he lost his shoe or he had a cramp or
1: i don't know i mean i appreciate the the flow of soccer but how hard is it to have somebody just pushing a button when that's when the you know play stops and Pushing it again when it starts. It's, I don't
2: know. Every other sport on earth has figured it out. Um, yeah, man, that fucking sucked. Uh, all right, let's let's do the thing. You want to go through the lineup?
1: I guess. I mean, all the bad players started.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if if there's a player that U.S. Men's National Team Twitter didn't want to start, he started. Um. Paul Ariola started uh did nothing Jassy's artist started scored a goal good for him <laughs> uh Tim Wea started but you know could you tell
1: right I mean you were happy that Wea and Musa started that was that was yeah. pretty much it uh
2: yeah I mean I, uh, I, I I mean Musa it was interesting that you know Musa got pulled off at half. And I thought he was the only person in the first half who was trying to do anything. Yeah, now, he didn't
1: look bad to me, but...
2: I mean, like, uh, he he wasn't very successful, but, like, in games like this, like, you need someone on the field who's trying to do something.
1: So, my theory was that... So, last window, Greg, like, burned everybody out. He played, you know, Tyler Adams, 270 minutes. He You know, he just played uh, guys a ton of minutes, and we ended up getting a bunch of guys hurt. You now whether yeah, that's yeah. because of the minutes or not, who knows, but... Whatever. Now I feel like he wanted to try to just get these guys to eat sixty minutes and like throw on four or five subs and try to go for the win, but then you mean I don't you mean know, what like
2: what Canada did to us?
1: Yeah, exactly, something like that. But then, like I don't know, just could not get like there was a period real briefly there right after halftime where he put on um, Adams and uh, Aronson. Yeah, so- and it kind of looked like things might start flowing, but then it just went right back to choppy again. And we could never, never really got it going.
2: Well, I mean, so so you know, just to to to, to empty out the, the the starters. Kellen Acosta started. He played like like butthole. Like he, he, you know, I'm I'm a pretty big Kellen Acosta fan. I thought that he was a, a huge negative tonight.
1: The whole midfield was just dreadful like there yeah. were
2: multiple times like so slow so
1: so slow you
2: lost the ball again
0: like <gasps>
2: and like and and legit like legit we've talked about this extensively legit fits in when around him are weston mckinney tyler adams gio reyna and christian pulisic it, it doesn't work when it's it, when it's you're asking him to do shit
1: well and even at the best of times he's more of like a he can hang on to the ball and like pass it horizontally and backwards. And he's just not a real aggressive passer. And there were like, I can remember at specifically one moment tonight. I don't remember the minute, but like we kind of turned him over towards the top of our box and it looked like there was a chance to go and he yep. just kind of held it and passed it back. And yep. that was it. It was gone. And you just, you, you don't get those chances enough that you can do that all the time.
2: Yeah. Um, so, and then, so Jack Moore started Walker Zimmerman, who was a late injury ad has, is, has now played 180 minutes and is a captain, which like, I'm not saying that Walker Zimmerman played poorly. I don't think he did, but like someone, I, I retweeted it, but someone was like, that's a failure of program. Like if he wasn't going to be there, but now he's starting hundred and you know, he's playing 180 and is a captain, like if he's at that level, why, why, why wasn't he part of the initial group? And if he's not, why is he doing that?
1: Yeah, I don't understand. Honestly, like, I don't remember anybody playing particularly well, but I'm guessing when I go back into my rewatch, Zimmerman might be the best. <laughs> he he
3: won a lot of ha- defensive headers, especially in the first half. But I, I don't know. <laughs> the, the way that game went, like, how, how impactful could he really be? Right. The, the problem it was not at the back as far as like, oh, we're, we're leaking constant chances and we're conceding two, three, four goals a game.
1: Right. There wasn't m- much in the way of chances, and a lot of
3: it was like shot yourself
1: in the foot from Matt Turner himself, so you better make that save.
2: Yeah, so, so I, I want to talk about Turner because, like, Turner Turner's interesting because he, he probably saved three or four goals in this one. Um, nah, Maybe. maybe three. Um, but he was directly responsible for two of those chances.
1: <laughs> right?
2: And so like, it's, it's like, a, it's the thing with him, but I mean, he had no shot on, on Zardis's goal. You know, Zardes is a professional striker. So
3: <laughs> buried that one
2: bit, just, just, you know, pure, pure. Um. <sighs> God. So I, I also, so, so I want to talk about, so the, the 46 minute subs, I think we were all like pretty encouraged by like, okay, we're going to go for this Aronson and Adams. That's, that's good. And in the 68th minute, when you're chasing the game, everybody knows that you gotta bring on uh DeAndre Yedlin and Christian Roldan. Um, you know, with Matthew Hoppe sitting sitting on the bench, and with Busio sitting on the bench and Delatore sitting on the bench, and you have Sebastian Legette go 90. I like I Alright, all right, all right.
1: Well, his his <laughs> subs almost seemed like based on How who has played how many minutes? Not who was playing well or poorly. Like I don't know how you could have watched that first half and been like, you know who needs to, you know who Adams needs to replace, Musa. That was the that was the issue, right? And what like, uh, I mean, I I get it. Ariola maybe was actually a little better than Wea, but
3: uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think Musa had that good of a first half. I thought he lost a lot of balls in the midfield. He's still the only threatening midfielder right none of them
1: were none of them were good but i don't think he was the worst of those three
3: so what kills me is we we continue to to barely concede goals now granted we've been playing some poor teams but we don't concede a ton of goals how can you not think that given the issues of scoring that maybe a luxury attacking midfield piece just just might work out just see if that can change our fortunes.
1: What was the most dangerous opportunity we created tonight? Like Zimmerman's header over the bar on a corner in like the fifth minute or whatever that was. I mean, was that the best scoring chance we had?
2: Probably. I mean, there were zero shots on goal.
1: I mean, I'm going to say XG is under a third of a goal for the United States after that match. That
3: might be generous.
2: Yeah. I I mean, like, not only did we lose, we deserved to lose.
3: Oh, we looked terrible.
2: And like, and, and, you know, on the, on the anniversary, and I know like, it doesn't matter, but like on the anniversary of Kuva. It matters to me. Yeah. (laughs) Like on the anniversary of Cuva to like come out and do this shit. And like Monday morning, whatever headline is on ESPN, it's going to be like U.S. stunned by Panama or something. And it's just like a testament to not knowing, not knowing what you're doing, you know, and, and, and putting out a lineup that can't succeed. Right. Like it's a, it's a coach's job. We've talked about this in the past. It's a coach's job to put players in a position to be successful. And he didn't. You know? Yeah, I mean, I was, just,
1: I, was, I was mowing my lawn today at like five o'clock and a buddy of mine texted, can you explain this lineup to me? And I'm like, he's like, it's, it's bad. I'm like, I looked at him like, how bad can it be? I was like, Oh. Like, yeah. wow.
2: Like, the thing is, is that like, if, if you wanted to create a lineup with zero creative players, this is the lineup you choose. Like th- well, there's no other lineup you could have with zero creative players.
1: When I saw it, I'm like, well, maybe, you know, maybe he's just going to like try to play like bunker and counter, like, or, you know, just, or press or something, you know, just like, just try to, you know, just try to like get a draw on the road with a, with the, the second stringers and like, oh move on. And, you know, that's, you know, that may be not our, every favorite plan we want to win, but, like, fine, whatever. But then they still try to do the same thing with the inferior players.
2: Yeah. Like you, you can't, you can't run the same system with your backup, uh, C E G Penn state, but we'll get there in the football segment. <laughs> um, like you, you can't pretend that, that this was, this was the same group with Christian and geo and Wes. Like, you know, I, I, I was, I was completely, you know, like when I saw the lineup, I'll say this. You know, I'm an optimist by trade. Like it's 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 anybody who follows us on Twitter. Like I'm usually like a, okay, like it'll be fine, we'll be all right, it'll be fine. And then, but like you look at it and you're like, where are the goals coming from? Like if, if you're if the, if the goal is to score here, um, what is who's going to do it? And the answer to that was like I uh, I don't know, maybe maybe Zardes does some shit, and he did, but just not the way that we wanted him to. Well, um, and
1: I think you can get away with having, you know, having Leggett in there or having Zardas in there or having Leggett in there or Acosta or whatever, if they're sprinkled in with your first teamers. When you just run them all out there, then it's, you know, then it's not going
0: to look great.
2: Yeah, I mean, Zardas, Areola, Leggett and Acosta all playing together without... You know, with, with Weya who's a backup, with Musa, who's ostensibly a backup. I don't I don't really know, but he's certainly not Weston or or Chio or, or even Brandon Aronson. And here's my question. Um, if you're if you were planning on starting Ariola today, why did you pull Aronson at the end of the last game? Why not pull Ariola? Right. Like that doesn't make sense to me.
1: Like when you look at that lineup, you had one two two first choice starters that i can i can like so turner is probably your you know your starting keeper and then moose probably a starter at, at one of the eight positions that's it your other nine spots out there you played straight backups and you didn't have to you you no. could have uh you, you
2: you you could have see here's the thing you could have started aronson over ariola
1: mhm
2: and and then maybe okay maybe you have a little more creativity fine okay you could have started uh, you know you could have started Miles Robinson not that it would have mattered but like you can't you can't have no starters <laughs> like it's 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 a really it's you know I, I I hesitate to to question a lot of these decisions in in a in a, a packed window but if you weren't going to play. Tyler Adams if you weren't going to start Tyler Adams why play him especially in a tie game right like if the theory was okay we're going to we're going to play for a tie then it was fine whatever but like then you go out and burn him for 45 minutes
1: right and I think so nobody's ever had these three game windows before so I think in like the first window Burhalter kind of aired on one side and played people too many minutes and I think in this one he you know and again hindsight's 2020 20, 20, it's easier for me to you know Criticize without having to try to do this calculus, but now in the second one, it almost felt like he was like, "All right, we're just gonna play. Nobody save their legs, and we're just gonna try to get six points. We're just gonna try to win at home both times. Six points. If we can steal a win or a draw on the road, that's fine. And you know what? Maybe you know, six points is one more point than we got last window. So I don't know.
3: That whole you know, three three at home, one away thing that gets tracked on Reddit, though. I mean, we're we're down a point for this window best case scenario. Now we still have two games with Mexico and at Canada to go.
2: Um, Yeah. I mean this, like, like you start counting up points and it, and it, and it's the thing is, is that this was a point you needed. Now that that's not to say that we're, we're not going to qualify. You know, we've, we've played three away, two at home and we have eight points from those five games. Like it's not great, but it's not terrible um but you start looking down the the, the situation it's like okay well we need to where are we going to steal a win on the road well you know, last time
1: last, last time around we lost to kind of like the killer result for us was losing to costa rica at home and as things stand right now we've got eight they've got six and we, we've got them at home next game like we've got to win that game you know what i mean like you it's, can't it's afford you can't afford to drop two or three points to costa rica
2: no like you you need you need to to win that game i and i i guess look like there's no there's no excuses for greg like you've got your first choice you know of the people healthy Mm -hmm. so like there's and and i'll be very interested to see his justification for this lineup Uh,
3: so i i don't really know how you can justify it when the psyche of this team is confidence and being front runners they will they will play down to their competition until they get that first goal. And then they'll put four on them in 15 minutes if they feel like it. And on the road against Panama, like I really do think that even though from a viewer standpoint, the first half was just terrible to watch. and made you feel really bad about how the team was playing. I really do think that Greg was like, Hey, we got them right where we want them. Zero, zero. I, I, I've played no one so far. We're saving legs for the, for the home, uh, game. Now let's go chase it. You know, Pepe's only going to get 30 minutes on his legs. He'll be fresh, you know, to start the next game. And we're going to go steal a, a game or, or worst case, get a draw and you move on. Like, I really do think that that was kind of what he was aiming for. Absolutely. But the issue, yeah. this team can't play. They, they shrink as the game and what's, you know, it's, it's actually hilarious. I, I mean, I'm saying all this. This is, I guess, a on the road phenomenon because the entire Gold Cup was you just hung around, hung around, got a goal in the 75th minute and you moved on and, you know, you won the whole thing. Um, but this it's a front running team. Like you can't concede momentum to these countries on the road because it's very difficult to get back.
1: Yeah. Right. And-, and like one of the things it's hard to like, you can't just say, you know what, we're going to for 60 minutes, we're just going to play like crap and just junk it up, try to hang around. And then for 30 minutes, we're going to really go for it. Like once you've got that 60 minutes going, it's tough to just be like, all right, let's play for real now. Like you can't just flip that switch. Like you're, you know, you're, you've still, you're, you've got that whole thing going.
2: Yeah. And, and there was, and, and, and to be, to be fair to, to, to Greg, like the players who ostensibly would have been the guys to like do something here. Right, which would have been Shaq Moore, Eunice Musa, and Tim Weah. They were, they were invisible. Um, not Musa. We talked about Musa, but like Musa was, was coming off of, 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 of his first start, and you expect him to, to carry a team as an 18 year old or however old he is. And then you've got Shaq Moore and Tim Weah. Like you're asking three people to carry a team creatively. Zardis isn't going to create chances, Ariola doesn't create chances. You know, we've already talked about Acosta and Leggett. Um, you know, bringing on Roldan and and Yedlin. That was poor. Oh, like my it's, goodness. It's, it's – it's, and, and it goes back to, like – I don't remember if it was in the last window or or during one of the summer tournaments where Burhalter said that, like, he doesn't – like, he views, uh, like, he views substitutions as, like, solutions to problems on the field as opposed to, like, power-ups or, or ways to change a game. And that's like, that's what it probably was. He was like, oh, well, uh, Shaq Moore looks tired. We should bring in Yedlin without noticing that Game State says, like, you need Hoppy. And you need to play
1: a 4 2 4 here. (laughs) Where our our attack is non existent, anemic. And then, I mean, you've got Bucio, De La Torre, Hoppy sitting on the bench, and you bring on Yedlin, who, I'm sorry, is just not that good. Like, he. He is very fast. I get it. But he is just not a good attacker. And you bring on Roldan, who I know is, you know, had some success for Seattle this year, but he's just never really repeated that for the United States. Meanwhile, you're leaving attackers like, you know, Hopi, De La Torre, Buccio, sitting there. Didn't even get a minute. Didn't even get a chance.
3: Uh, Roldan's not like an attacker. He's like, a, I, I, he's a gritty guy. Like when I saw him coming out, I'm like, okay, is he taking off LeJet? Like, that's a weird move. That's, oh, yeah. he's coming on as a wing. Wow. That was yeah. That was my reaction.
2: It, it it made no sense. And there was a part of me that thought, like, okay, you're bringing Pepe on. So you you go peppy and and Zardes up top and you just, like, you just pepper the goal. But, like, no, like, Pepe we're going to stay. Goal. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, like, and we're just gonna, like, we're just going to, like, we're going to keep our shape and we're going to continue playing with no urgency out of the back. And like, that was, that was maybe the part that, that, that frustrated me the most is that as, as the 70th minute came and went, there was no urgency, you know, like at no point did this team look like they were like fighting or scrapping. It was just like, well, all right, this is how we're supposed to play. We're supposed to play it very slowly out of the back and then we play it up and then we play it back and then we play it around. And then we pray that somebody up front gets uh, fouled so that we can get a set piece.
1: And right. The, the last game we had breaking, um, Jamaica down for the first half, but at least you could kind of see where it might come from. We had like overloads on the wing and there were places like there are guys running in the seams that were open. And you're like, well, if we can just play that ball right, we can I can see where a, a goal might come from. Like watching this game, I was like, well, maybe we'll get a corner or like maybe they'll accidentally pass it backwards and we can intercept it and score. <laughs> like there was yeah. nothing, I- nothing happening where we were going to get a goal from some sort of pattern.
3: I think that that's the whole point. I feel like Jamaica, start to finish, we outplayed them badly, and we finally got our goals in the second half. And even against Canada, I felt like we had the better of that game for for stretches. At least there was not one point in this game where I thought we were outplaying Panama. And Alfonso Davy did an Alfonso Davy thing, and you know, got that assist. Um, it was like it was a deserved result. Like you can't oh, yeah. sit here and be like, oh, VAR, oh, the there's there's no officiating there was nothing it was a a team that played flat and they they came out onto the field and they played like they were behind from like the first minute it
2: it was it was just like an an example of a team that didn't understand the situation it was in as far as i'm concerned so you know coming out of it you know like uh, is is there any player who we can look back on, on on in this game and be like he played well like is, is there like a, a man of the match here?
3: <laughs> Turner kept it from being like four nothing, but like to the points made earlier, a lot of there there were issues he created with his feet.
1: Right. A lot of time like you could he's never great with his feet, but it's not usually that noticeable. In this one it was like, Yeah. All right, don't pass it all right, just kick it long, man. Kick it long. Don't mess with it. Like yeah. I don't know. It was it was very noticeable in this game that he was unsure of what to do. I
3: mean Tyler Adams still looked very obviously like a very good player as soon as he came on with how fast he can collect and play a ball, but he was laying it off to people who didn't want to do anything with it.
2: Yeah, and that's I mean, and that's the point. Like, I I think the 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 takeaway from this game is just like nobody wanted this game. Nobody nobody wanted to do anything with the ball, and they didn't. And ultimately, you know, an own goal. And I know that like they're officially giving it to that guy. It was an an own goal.
3: Zardas like, buried that in the net. If if Zardis <laughs> isn't in the way of that, like the, I I don't put it past Matt Turner to make a a miraculous savior's hand on it. Like I'd have to re have to watch a replay and see how close he really was, but. Um, Zardes made absolute certainty that that thing ended up in the back of the net.
1: Yeah. So yeah, and this is, this is where like some, some of the injuries really do slow us down. Like when you're, when your starters are Pulisic and Reina and your backups are Aronson and Weah, like that's not bad. But when your starters are, you know, Aronson, well, should have been Aronson and Weah, and then your backups are Roldan and, Ariola, <laughs> you know, then you're in a you're in a world of hurt
2: you're gonna have a bad time <laughs> i'm
1: I, I don't know what like,
2: else. I, I, I don't like i don't even want to continue fucking talking about this yeah yeah uh, i
1: mean God. it wasn't fun to watch it's not fun to talk about it's just the, zero right. fun I mean, look, sir. The one
3: thing i'm interested I'm just... zero fun sir so i, I like silver linings If there are any, I mean, this is, this has nothing to do with like how the team played or like how good I feel about the U S but like Canada drawing Jamaica is better than Canada beating Jamaica outright. Like that's like a good cannibalism of points. Costa Rica managed to beat El Salvador somehow and Costa Rica seemed like they were lifeless. So that was a good cannibalization of points. Um, Just trying to kind of keep that bottom tier muddled together. Um, it would have been better if Jamaica would have beat Canada somehow, but you can't count on it. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything the, good to say about that. That's my silver lining. Thanks for coming to my TED talk.
2: <laughs> Happy talk.
3: God, I hate. Uh, th- in the first half, there were like two, two. I, you can't even call them chances because they didn't come to be, but it, it looked like there were two through balls that Lejean could have played that he like badly underhit both of oh. them. To, I actually I think they were both going to like areola or at least one I, of them was
1: I tweeted about one of them. Did you see, I think it was uh, I think it was way out. It was somebody come down the left wing. It looked like out. they were going to get through and then Zardes intercepted it and was offside. Yep.
3: It was ugh. there. So all of like the, the jokes that everyone was making and like the, the, the fun times of after the last game when, you know, we won about verticality as bad as they played in the first like 30 minutes there were a couple of times where it's like oh well Ariola was about to get in behind or way was going to get in behind like okay like maybe we don't always have to play this like you know sit on the ball sit on the ball sit on the ball but like we'll do something with it when we get it um but the passes just never came off and i don't i just remember two specific ones from Leggett that it looked like if he it seemed like it was an there was a window wide enough that a, a competent pro could could thread a ball and he just hit them
0: Right. Uh, so many
2: breaking news. That were... Oh yeah, go ahead. Breaking news: Paul Carr has the XG.
3: Ooh. Uh, oh let's start Panama. a new se- start a new segment right here, and you'll just depend it on.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Panama's XG uh, zero point eight eight. United States zero point two two. Holy,
1: there movie.
2: it is. Is that like an all time
3: low XG for the US in a World Cup qualifier?
2: Probably. All right. It ain't uh, good. It's not. good. All right. Fuck.
0: All right. How you doing, coach? I'm doing great today, coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but
2: certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out completely
0: free completely free but they say nothing is free well apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the anchor app wow well you know i'm I'm sure that it's like you gotta have some like super complicated studio or editing software right you know i can't say that confidently but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts i'm fairly confident any moron can do it well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again,
2: I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can I don't really know how to edit.
0: But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg, for who, who I assume listens?
2: Does do we have
0: confirmation that Greg Burhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one?
2: I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G.
0: No, that's just Greg. that's incredibly wrong.
2: Um, but you know, people listen to our our podcast, and they they listen to it all over the place. So, does that happen by magic?
0: It it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app
0: distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And,
2: you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. are What do you need than
0: those three?
2: Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um... So here's here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app?
0: I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos. If you are so inclined.
2: We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be
0: used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your awesome. ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week. Every week. Every week. Um,
2: So it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place
0: through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do you want to do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to
2: action? Be my guest. (laughs) This is a professional podcast. So... Dear listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos.
0: That's really the dream. Man. How's it
2: going, Angus? What's up, Twigs? I'm I'm watching currently um, the most college football pro game I've watched in a really long time. Who are you watching? Green Bay versus Cincinnati.
4: Oh, how's that
2: going? Uh, so there have been in the last six drives oh. five missed field goals, three <laughs> of which would have won the game. Okay. Like walk off won the game. Okay. <clears throat> And an interception.
4: Uh, who was responsible for the interception? Joe Burrow. Okay, I was gonna say, was it Aaron Rodgers? Because that's weird.
2: No, no, Joe Burrow, uh, had like a a completely clean pocket and just forgot to look for the Mike linebacker, (laughs) (laughs) threw it right to him. It was, it was hit him in stride. It was, it was a nice throw.
4: I mean, that's, um, that's. It's (laughs) It's ill advised.
2: <laughs> it's not great. It's not what you want. It's not what you are trying to do.
4: No, that is definitely not what you are trying to do at all.
2: <laughs> um, speaking of things that you are trying to do but fail at, let's yeah. talk about Nebraska <laughs> <laughs> because it takes a certain like. And I tweeted this out from the from the main account, so so anybody listening who wants to check that out at TLS underscore and underscore TDS. Check us out on Twitter, anyways. Uh, like twenty five minutes before the end of the game. Uh, Nebraska, you know, it was a tie game or maybe Nebraska was up seven. Something like and, that, yeah. yeah. And I tweeted out, I was like, hey, like to all of my Michigan fans who, who have anxiety, like, I promise you this is going to be fine. Nebraska will shoot themselves in the foot. <laughs> and like, it's super easy for me to say that uh, as someone who's obviously like a little bit less invested. Uh, right. Than, than the week before Nebraska. Um, but like when you're when you're on the other side of a Nebraska game, like you look back and you're like, this team is just searching for ways to lose (laughs) and it's interesting like they do it in different ways every week yeah so i all
4: right so i couldn't really i couldn't really tell on the replay the the brad hawkins like strip for a fumble did I, i i like i really couldn't tell if that was hawkins making a good play or if that was adrian martinez just like holding
2: the ball loosely
4: I mean because there are like so many guys around that I just like I really couldn't tell what happened but yeah yeah,
2: yeah like... so 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 for for our listeners uh Nebraska has the ball tie game yeah um two minutes left three minutes left uh around
4: two minutes left oh yeah. no three minutes left three minutes left and three minutes
2: left and yeah. uh Adrian Martinez uh runs the ball gets three yards on third and two and then instead of going down just tries to like get extra yardage and then Brad Hawkins rips out the ball yeah. And, and my assessment of that is that um, you should have gone a, down. It's a good play. Go down. You, you got the first down. Go down. Um, but more than that, more more importantly than that, is you need to understand that um, that's coming. So like even if you're stacked up like that, every every running back, every ball carrier understands that, like, the, you're stacked up. The rule is if you the, are a defensive player, like rip.
4: Yeah, the, yeah, the you have to assume that the defender is always going to try and rip the ball out. Right. It's just so, like instinctual for like all all defensemen at this point.
2: Well, it's not. It's not. Yeah, like it's been drilled so heavily. Yeah. Um, that like it's just it's what you do. So, yeah. I, I I think that like if you, if you're going to ask me was that a nice play by Brad Hawkins? Yeah, like to get it out. That's that's a nice play. He did his job. Yeah, he uh,
4: did his job. He, he, I mean, and also like he won the game.
2: <laughs> right. Right. No, no. No. Super high leverage. doing yeah. Your job. Yeah. <laughs> But ultimately, like, that's on Adrian Martinez. But that, I mean, that's two games in a row that he had the ball to win the game and he. And have lost it. it. <laughs> and he actively lost it. Like, yeah. That one, you go down, who knows? Against Michigan State, he threw the ball to Chester Kimbrough. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, like, like he, he threw a, a field, a field side out route that was a duck. Like, you can't make those mistakes and expect to win games. Yeah. Um, which is why Nebraska's three and four. With one score losses to three top 10 teams.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so a Michigan Twitter was doing some, you know, couch analysis of, of this game. And like, I think everyone is in agreement now that like the real problem with Scott Frost and Scott Frost, Scott Frost's program. And I mean, Michigan fans in general like have had no love for Scott Frost and Michigan state right. fans, I think also we, we were texting had no love for Scott Frost. But like, I think the, so the, like the, the, we were like, what I was like trying to wonder before like watching this game and like actually watching a Nebraska game is like, it's like what happened to Scott Frost? Like he did really well at UCF and at other, at other stops. Like, well, I mean, like, he was,
2: he was the offensive coordinator for all of those super explosive Oregon teams uh, after Chip Kelly.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So like Michigan Twitter is now thinking and theorizing that Scott Frost is like all glitz and like no actual substance. Like he, he does like all the college crap that like, yeah, like you expect from college teams, but at the same time, they, they do all like the good things. They do all like the basic things really well. The Rasca does none of that well, but they have like all the, the glitz and like ridiculous crap that you assume yeah. that would come along with a college, like with a college game, like illegal formations and all that stupid <laughs> stuff that like you just like kind of push these bad refs and see like, oh, are they going to call it? Meh, they might. Cool. <laughs> well, but- we'll see. <laughs>
0: We'll, we'll see if
2: possible. It's possible. Um, so 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 I, I, I get that. I hear that. I, I I don't hate that theory. Um, my theory about why Nebraska is incapable of getting out of its own way is that, um for recruiting reasons, they can't call themselves a triple team. but they are. yeah, like they are a triple team, but they can't call themselves. So like, so you see it, like when they commit to running just straight triple, they look good. They look yeah. really, really hard to stop defensively. Like Michigan State had a ton of trouble with it. Michigan had a ton of trouble with it. But you see, like when it's like, no, no, no Adrian, why don't you, why don't you, you know, sit back in a pocket and try to diagnose the defense? It's like, why, <laughs> like, why, like Adrian Martinez, and and you know, we've seen him now two straight weeks. Kid's a talent.
4: You yeah, know, he's
2: really good. He's really good. But like, if Scott Frost had the courage of his convictions, he would say you are a triple quarterback and what you are going to do is you are going to run the ball 20 times a game. Yep. You are going to be elite at this. Like I was like Eric crouch was who we'll talk about in a second. Cause he showed up last night. He did. Um That was funny. Yeah. As the lead singer of some 41, uh, <laughs> but, and Mason Crosby on his third attempt to win the game hits it from 40 yards. Good job, Mason. Um, well done, man. Well, done. Um, so so anyways so like I think that like they have a a a program wide issue and like we've talked about this like about like programs need to be what they are. Yeah. Nebraska's a triple team. Like that's what they are. And like they're not would,
4: like they would do well in the Big 10 as as a triple team because who practices for that? Nobody. Nobody. Like and that that's why like it, we've talked about this before. Like that's why going like that's why you never schedule a service academy, right? Because if you do then you're going to spend and waste time practicing for this ridiculous offense that you see like once every four years. And yeah. like, I, I think like eventually like defensive coordinators would figure out how, how to plan for it and like and how to, well, um, look, how to practice for it. But like you're, cause you're, you have to do it year after year. So it just becomes part of your, your DNA. But at the same time, like if you're the only
2: one who's doing it, then you're gonna win some games. <laughs> Georgia Georgia Tech has more ACC titles since Miami joined the ACC than Miami. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: like like it's it's a fact. Like we you know like there's not much to say about it. But like yeah, the thing is is that like more than like finding schematic advantage, like your your history. The only time that Nebraska has ever been good, you were running triple out of the eye, and like you can run a spread spread triple option. Like you can make it dress it up, whatever, blah blah blah. But like you need to be running the ball 45 times a game, 50 times a game. Yeah. And, and you need to, to, to really like commit to that. But I think Nebraska more than anything, they just don't believe in their coach. Like it's year four and and Scott Frost has had some terrible luck. Like I'm willing to bet that, that um his like second order wins, according to Bill Connolly, who we love. Yeah. Like, so, so for those of you who don't know, Bill Connolly, he's a red at ESPN and he has a formula, like basically like post game win expectancy, like, if everything about these stats were the same other than the points, like how often would we expect you to win and against Michigan state, it was 70% of the time against Michigan. I'm willing to bet it's, you know, 55, 60. Yeah. Um, like he takes out turnovers, he takes out, uh, um, points. So, um, like, I, 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 I mean, I, I think that their second order wins are probably like five. And, yeah. if, and if this team was five and two with, you know you you win over Illinois and you you go one and two against Oklahoma, Michigan, Michigan State. We'd be sitting here saying, like, Scott Frost has turned the corner. They're fine. Like they'll be fine. It'll be, you know, whatever
4: is this season the longest luck we've gotten at Adrian Martinez?
2: No, I mean, he's been playing for four years. like he's I know, he's... but I
4: feel like he's been injured for most of that.
2: So as a freshman, the the problem is is that he started as a true freshman, but the rest yeah. of college football was like, "Oh, Taylor Martinez got an extra year, cool." <laughs> um, like we just like didn't really pay attention because Nebraska was trash. Is yeah. Um, so so I th- I think the thing is with him is like we know who he is. He's a, a relatively good passer. He's an elite runner, and he cannot get out of his own way.
4: Well, no, but that's that's my question though. Like playing into the the luck narrative for Scott Frost. He's lost his quarterback every, like, every year he's been there, just about.
2: Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, but, but part of that is, is, is if you run your quarterback the way that he does.
4: And also, like, he should be, he should be recruiting behind Adrian Martinez.
2: He hasn't really. Say. He's yeah. just really been. And we'll talk about Penn State in a second, about recruiting yeah. behind your quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, like, bringing, like, like, here's the things that, like.
4: You're supposed to bring in one to two quarterbacks every year.
2: Yeah, I mean and, and if you don't have a quarter like look by by the end of spring practice, you know if you have a quarterback who can back up your 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 starter. Yeah. And the fact that, that James Franklin didn't hit the transfer portal massively, <laughs> like the fact that he didn't look at his team and be like, shit, I need I need a an need Alan a Bowman or yeah. Anthony Russo because both Michigan and Michigan State were like, I'm not sure that our, our freshman can be the backup, so we're gonna go get a, you know a lower level quarterback right you know and and, and, like the thing is if Anthony Russo or Jack (laughs) Cohn or Jack Cohn sure but like (laughs) you know whatever um but like if if Anthony Russo comes in Michigan State's not going to crater if Alan Bowman had to come in obviously they didn't know what they had with J.J. McCarthy um you know if he had to come in like he would float your 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 offense for a while yeah well Alan Bowman kind of sucks but no I I get the point yeah like like what they did to Roberson what Penn State did to Roberson was cruelty Like it yeah. was cruel. He should not have been on the field. It was it was not fair to the kid. No, not at all. And it's like it's the type of shit that like like you 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 wonder if like that like ruined his career because his first extended minutes in a serious game were uh, at Kinnick. At Kinnick. At Kinnick. At good With Kinnick. Alter- I
4: forget what you how you call it, but like the alternating colors in the stadium. Stripe Stripe Stadium. We Stripe Stadium. Oh my God, that looked amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Iowa does it really really nice yeah um so but anyways, going back to Michigan I think I think the the takeaway for Michigan is that um like Michigan state, they are a flawed team who's been capable of overcoming their flaws you know yeah.
4: it's it's interesting I've never I've never I don't think I've ever witnessed a a season where like Michigan and Michigan state's seasons have tracked so closely yeah they they are like mirror images of each other
2: yeah. And, I mean, th- narratively,
4: like the teams are, the teams are obviously a lot different, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting.
2: I mean, the, th- the thing is, is that it's, it's, you have two teams that are flawed, but, yeah. but ultimately there, there's a lot of belief and there's a, a running back or two who can break games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and in, in Michigan's case, they have two running backs in Michigan state case, they have three skill players who can break games. Um, you know, like it's, it's, you know, there's not that much in college football this year. And you saw it last night with Alabama, like even like even Alabama, even Georgia. And I know Georgia has not, has not been tested yet, but they will eventually not this week. Did you see that game day is going to, to Athens for Kentucky, Georgia?
4: That's wild.
2: <laughs> it's so mean. Like, why would you do that to Kentucky? Like, they're six and zero for the first time since Bear Bryant was there.
4: Yeah, seriously.
2: And it's like you. Like, I, I think what I said on on Twitter was like, this is a public execution. Like you're <laughs> like this is cruel. Like, don't do this. Like, I'm sure there's another game this week, and we'll we'll preview it later in the week. But like, I'm sure there's another game that you can do. It's um, a pretty.
4: <sighs> I no, I, I hear what you're saying. But the draw is so good that I just I don't know. And also like I'm looking at Georgia's schedule. That is probably I mean, Georgia, Florida, that's a losable game for Georgia, but they don't have anyone else on their schedule.
2: So the 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 uh the subtle thing that people don't like to talk about is that the SEC East is bad.
4: Oh yeah, I always forget about that. <laughs> people, people,
2: people because people talk about the SEC being good. Yeah it's the sec west is good
4: yeah the sec west is amazing and like close to being in the nfl but the sec east oh my god I'd, it's I'd...
2: georgia georgia and if florida decides to show up and yeah like florida didn't show up in the first half of their game i mean it was vanderbilt so they were up 21 nothing but like i think that like like a friend of the pod randy like pointed out like they like left like 17 points on the field and against yeah. like a serious team that doesn't work but again yeah. vanderbilt um so so like nobody's really that good in the in the in the SEC East the same way that nobody's really good in the Big Ten West outside yeah. of Iowa except right? Iowa
4: right was horrifying.
2: <laughs> well, it's it's one of those Iowa years. <laughs> like like the last time they did this was twenty fifteen, where they yeah where they they took Michigan State down to the wire in the in the Big Ten championship game. They were undefeated.
4: In, um, incidentally, the last time that Kirk Ferentz was on his last year in his contract, which how is interesting.
2: <laughs> <How> interesting,
4: <laughs> Kirk Ferentz.
2: How very interesting. Like the thing is, is that it's like it's this Iowa team. Um, like they're they're just pure Iowa. They have a really really good punter. Their defense plays cover two perfectly. Um, their offense has a really good running back and a bad quarterback.
4: Can he's we say bad. Spencer I, I, is just
2: bad. He's bad.
4: I. Like watching that game, I was just like, "Oh my god! How are you? How is this a good team?" Like,
2: they're my, my favorite
4: atrocious.
2: My favorite thing was that, I don't know if you were watching, um, but I, like one of the announcers was like, "Yeah, Spencer Petrus. He came. He came across the country. You know, he's from Colorado, or California, and he he wanted to play in a Big Ten stadium. You know, none of the what? the Pac-12 <laughs> teams were really were really you know as interesting. And like I was sitting there thinking, like, which Pac-12 team would he have gone to?" Like, like, you're not playing at USC. You're not playing at UCLA. You're not playing at Oregon. Apparently, you're not playing at Stanford. I don't know if Stanford's good or not. They're the most confusing team in the country.
4: Yeah. Yeah, oh. but like, if you're from California and you quote unquote want to play in a Big Ten stadium for a boring team, Stanford would be your choice. But apparently, Stanford didn't reach out or make a phone call to him.
2: So I, mean, I don't know. If you were from California, would you actively choose to go to Iowa? Kid's probably not very smart. Probably not. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about Michigan State going to Rutgers. Okay. Um, so the the game was was uh, fun because Jalen Naylor, uh, like you know how in, in video games, uh, in like sometimes like when you were a kid, I, I don't know if you still play uh, football video games, but like you'll like like you get bored and you're like I'm gonna put it on freshman difficulty and see how many yards yeah I can quarter yeah. Jalen Naylor did that in the first half. He he, he dropped two hundred and seven <laughs> in the first half. And then like had a catch in the second. <laughs> um, but but it what and and also Kenneth Kenneth Walker the third. Um like I I have been wildly impressed on this very podcast, I think I said uh better than Le'Veon. And yeah, um, you did. And and we're I mean, like I don't I, I don't know that I need to repeat that because I think that it's obvious. Like I think that Kenneth Walker the third is the best running back um that I've I've seen play for Michigan State. Uh, in my lifetime, I mean Lorenzo White was probably better, but that was in the eighties. Um, you know, he he does things, he sees things uh, in a way that that Michigan State I've never I've not seen a running back in a long time. You know, like yeah, like,
0: yeah.
4: He'll I, I I'm interested to see how he does against Michigan, um, because yeah. I, was Rutgers the most legit defense that he's seen so far? Oh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Nebraska and he, and he yeah.
2: I mean because the thing is is that he his his problem is is that he he dances
4: right yeah he yeah. he's like almost like a little bit too patient
2: yeah and 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 he he truly believes that he can get the edge which is always yeah. scary i mean corum corum last year did the same thing yeah this year this year he's playing a little bit more downhill yeah. but um like walker believes he can get the the edge and like that means that one yard gains turn into four yard losses yeah Um, which has turned out to be fine because Peyton Thorne, I, I came into this season and, and up until I think like two weeks ago, I was saying like Peyton Thorne's not going to win you a game, but he can, you know, but he also won't lose you games. Yeah. I'm, I think that it's time to acknowledge that like, I think he can win you games like this, this kid, he's, he's making these deep throws and he's putting it on a dime. Oh
4: boy. (laughs) Like.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Like Michigan State's defense, it's weird because like Here Michigan State's domestic ASA two weeks before the game. I mean, it's what we do this every year. I know. Um, but <laughs> top ten Michigan State is 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 something else. Um but I, yeah. I think I think that like the real takeaway against Rutgers um was like it was nice to watch Michigan State impose its will. You know? Yeah. Because
4: so I, I have a I have a question. So if right. if something and obviously like Jim Harbaugh would never coach Michigan State. But if someone of Jim Harbaugh's ilk, who is like a little bit vindictive and like kind of wants to pour it on sometimes against like teams like Rutgers, do you think he? Do you think that coach would have started feeding the balls to Jalen Naylor?
2: Oh yeah. Just, yeah, just
4: just to get the record.
2: If 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 Mel Tucker were a different <laughs> type of coach, that that game is is fifty fifty six. Yeah. 59 yeah. like yeah <laughs> they took their and, and it's the, the the problem is is that they, this is like the third or fourth game in a, in, in in six where they have completely took their foot off the gas in the in the second half um yeah. which like you know the 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 upside of it is that they've had nine different offensive linemen play like you know
4: 200 yeah you, you, get a, you get a lot of players so you get a lot of reps right. and some experience which is there's gonna be stuff for that
2: yeah but but like it's it's i, I don't think that that mel tucker is going for style points because i think he knows that there aren't any right like i I think that he looks at this team i think mel tucker has like a very very realistic view of this team which is look flawed team but so is everybody else right like you know you can you can sort of tell with this michigan state team is that it's like well who's great right like is ohio state great i don't i I don't
4: think so is is, no i I mean i think i think we're both gonna lose them but yeah well
2: yeah sure but like the thing is is that this isn't like this isn't a great Ohio State team so like if you asked me right now would I would I take Michigan State to win no if you asked me like what percent of the time if they played 100 times like how many times would Michigan state win I don't know like 20 25 which is way higher than it usually is
4: yeah um, I'm, I'm looking at Ohio states the rest of re, the rest of their schedule actually looks very similar to ours yeah. um which, well the I mean, the, the top sense.
2: four the top four of the big Ten east none of them have played each other
4: I know, which is crazy.
2: Yeah. Um
4: so their next losable game is Penn State if Clifford comes back.
2: Yeah. Which... That's on that's the same, that's the same game uh day as Michigan, Michigan State.
4: Yep, yep, yep. Um Still. which oh interesting.
2: Yeah. Huh. Yep.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you, like... you know, you know why that's interesting? <laughs> Tell me. Because right now it's number six versus number seven, Ohio State, Penn State. And top ten Michigan, Michigan State, I I would assume probably gets the Fox game, but you don't know. Well like the, that's, that's not a certainty.
2: Yeah. The the question is, and I don't know how these media rights work exactly. But yeah. if if oh if Fox takes uh Ohio State, Penn State to be big noon Saturday, that puts Michigan State, uh Michigan in the eight o'clock ABC because the three thirty CBS is, is gonna oh, be what it's gonna be. I hope- yeah. I it's hope they bad. realize
4: how much of a mistake that'll be.
2: Yeah, it's bad. But like, but but th- is that game in in Columbus?
4: Uh, no, it's at Penn State. So, so maybe they wipe it out.
2: Yeah. So like, yeah. So so maybe maybe they can convince. Like maybe everybody could like take a deep breath and be like, all right, let's. Wait,
4: no, sorry. It's at it's at Ohio
2: State. Well, shit. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's a that's a problem. Uh. <laughs> So anyways, um, but I, I think ultimately the thing is with Michigan State um, and Michigan, to be honest, and every team other than Georgia at this point is like you're flawed, but so is everybody else. So like somebody is going to win, you know, X amount of games like someone needs to 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 be in the playoff. And I don't think it's going to be Iowa, Cincinnati and, you know, whoever, Oklahoma, yeah. <laughs> you know, so 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 something's going to happen. We'll we'll see some things, you know. And we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. But um, I think that we need to talk about Alabama.
4: <laughs> I think I, that we. So I actually didn't get to watch that game at all, but that it's, I mean, it's, it's really funny that they lost, but like most people I've been speaking to have been like, wow, Alabama lost to an unring team. I'm like, but they lost to a and
2: Jimbo Fisher. Do first you... time, first time he's ever lost to an assistant, a former assistant.
4: That's interesting. And also, well, it's interesting, but also is Shimbo Fisher. And he's a really good coach.
2: I mean, the thing is, is that they, yes, they lost to an unranked team. They also lost to the preseason number six.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So A&M's like, good.
2: so a, like A&M, like the thing is, is that this, this quarterback they have Calzada, who's their backup. Yeah. Um, like he's growing into it a little bit. So I don't know. I, do I think he's good? No. Do I think that he, he had a gutsy as hell performance? Yeah. And Bama, you know, Bama will figure it out, but it'll, I, I don't I don't think that this is a traditional Bama team because their defense isn't shut down. Like no. their offense is as good as it, as it ever was. Um you know, I think Brian Robinson Jr is very very good. I think Bryce Young will turn into one of those Bama quarterbacks or like why is he still there? Yep. Um you know, but and and obviously like the wide receivers Mechie and Billingsley the rest of them they're all very good. But the thing is is that the 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 defense is not it's not the same as it usually is, and 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 part of that is just that that you know it's really really hard to to maintain it year after year after year after year,
4: um, and, but, and yet Saban has like this is the first time in how long? It's,
2: it's not the I mean it, like fifteen years. No, twenty fifteen, the, no, t- okay. the, Man- the Manzel year, right? Um, and and you know like they still won the title that year. They still or or two thousand was it two thousand twelve? whenever Johnny Manzel was there, yeah. Um, so, you know, like, they'll be fine. And ultimately, they're they're talented enough that they'll be fine. But, like, it's so funny when he loses. It's <laughs> so funny. Because, like, he is probably more than anybody else, like, a true believer in, like, if every, if I, like, he, he's, like, one of those people who doesn't understand that, um, like, wh- why he loses random chance games. He's like, but I did everything right. And you're like, yeah, but it's sometimes, sometimes Zach Calzada, you know turns into right. Dan Marino and you're like no 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 no. we prepared properly all week and you're like Nick Nick I'm sorry
4: it's just it's so funny when you think about like Saban losing and Urban Meyer losing Urban Meyer goes into like self-inflicting wounds you know what I'm talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah sad pizza
2: sad pizza of
4: course Sad pizza yeah sad pizza or and or, like, and Nick Sabin takes
2: it up Nick Sabin takes it out on Michigan State when he loses yeah, <laughs> yeah. seemingly every time yeah um but yeah, I I think that the that that the thing is with with Bama, they'll be fine. Um, but it's interesting because I think that whereas normally we would see them coming into you know the SEC title game against against Georgia, and we would be like, ah, oh, well, Bama's Bama's definitely got the edge. Like I think that this team has some cracks. Um, yeah. Speaking of, you know, I was I was going to make a crack joke, but like I, I shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't uh, do that. No, we're not doing that. Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> um what the fuck happened
4: okay so it was amazing that this game was on at the same time as the as the arkansas game i oh that
2: game was phenomenal
4: that arkansas Ole miss oh my god um
2: i that that game that game was was like that's the type of game that you show someone who's like an nfl fan and they're like oh i don't really watch college you know like why would i watch just like worst players play the same game and you're like no 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 no,
4: no you don't <laughs> <This> is- <laughs> understand the, the like craziness can, that can happen in a college game and we had two of them going at the same time yeah it was like it was like first weekend of the NCAA tournament crazy like
2: <laughs> you were like why what, what? And, and and like and and also like there was a uh there was a world cup qualifying was going on at the same time so like <laughs> There's like a, a certain type of fan who would have like five TVs up, and you're like, I don't know what to watch. <laughs> um, really wish I was at the bar right now, seriously. Really? Um, but 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 just talking about like Texas and Oklahoma. Um, Texas is a really funny team because I think that they're good. Like I actually think that they're a talented team. I think that they have the best running back in the country, not named Kenneth Walker. Um, and and they have the best freshman wide receiver in the country, easily. Yeah, um, Xavier Worthy. Very sad. Very, very good. So um sad. Yeah. Uh but but like <laughs> yeah, well. Um, but you like you look at that team and it's like they're not great, but like they're 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 gonna Texas this. They're gonna go ten and three and be top ten team next year. And you're gonna be like, Oh, Casey Thompson, he's gonna be the next whoever, because they said that they it's the next McCoy. No, because he's white. You know how it works. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's like if, if you're white, you're Colt McCoy. If you're black, you're Vince Young.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: really he might so be. Expert, yeah. No, 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 no. Casey Thompson's black. You're right. Next week's Vince Young. Okay. Um, so the the point is, is that like in in all of this, is that you're 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 talking about a team that's just like in the craziest, dumbest way possible, very much living up to expectations. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Texas, like like Texas. The the rough thing for Texas is that. Um, like this was, this was a pure year for them to be like to overachieve because like, it's a weird year. Nobody's very good. You you can probably sneak your way in with, with a loss, you know, coming out of the big 12, but uh, then they go ahead and shit the bed.
4: So this is Steve Sarkeesian's first year when, <laughs> at, at what point I, <laughs> if he underachieves enough, like would, would that stupid administration fire him?
2: Uh yeah, because Texas Texas is super impatient. Um, They're the worst. Yeah, they're they're among the worst. They are definitely among the worst because they they have the sentiment that like they are Texas and therefore they should be competing for national titles. But if you look at actually Texas's history, like they're not as storied as you think they are.
4: No, they're not that good.
2: They're not like like it's like they are a upper echelon team. Like I I mean, they're ahead of Tennessee, but I'm not sure by how much. You know, like yeah. they're, they're, they're ahead of Michigan, but are they like, that's, that's where they are, you know?
4: Well, they haven't been good since Mac Brown.
2: Uh, Yeah, correct. But, and, and the reason for that is that you need, like, it's not a job where you j- just walk in and are successful, you know? Yeah. Like, you can be a pretty crappy coach and be very successful at Ohio State. Yeah. Um, Because like, there's no real recruiting uh, concerns and, and you you know, have a couple teams that you need to deal with, but you're going to be more talented. So it's fine. You know, at Texas, everybody is raiding your recruiting ground.
4: Um, And it's always, it's literally always been like that. Like historically it has been like that. They, they, they used to have it just like a just Texas conference.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. And, and, and the thing is, is that like, even like, they've never been the undisputed best team in their, in their conference for, for more than five minutes because even in the eighties you had SMU. Yeah. And, and even TCU and,
4: was good back then.
2: Right. And, and, you know, uh, Houston was a, a better program than they are now. Like Arkansas was very, good. like y- you can go down the list. And so I think the thing with Texas more than anything else is that it's just like a fundamental misunderstanding of, of expectations. Like if you're Texas, you, your expectation should be winning 10 games a year, not twelve. Right, you know, it's like it's a similar thing. It's it's like a, a an easier conference version of Michigan. It's like if you expect to win national championships, you're going to be disappointed because you're not that program anymore. If you you know, if you ever were, um, Michigan, Whenever? they they Wait, were in the forties. When 40s, was the
4: last time but, they won a national championship?
2: Texas, eighty one, uh, two thousand five, two thousand
4: five. Okay,
2: but before that, it was like. Like we 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 all like talk so much shit about Georgia hasn't won a title since nineteen eighty. Well, okay, Texas has won since nineteen (laughs) eighty one. Right? Like it's not that big of a difference there. Like like and and, and the thing is is that they won it in in one of the best games of all time. If Vince Young doesn't make that run, Texas is Georgia.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and like and again, like Georgia's a good program, but like they're not an elite program right right. so so all of which is to say that like texas you know chill out it's fine
4: but they're not gonna chill out you know that and it's gonna be funny
2: it always is it always is texas still not back special thank you to our guests ben kevin and angus you can find ben on twitter at bl herald as well as on the internet at halfspaces.com. He's got, uh, the grades up from the Jamaica game already, so go check that out. And I'm sure he'll have the grades up from the Panama game, uh, shortly, I guess. Uh, I can't imagine wanting to rewatch that game. Uh, Kevin, you can find on Twitter nowhere because he doesn't believe in the internet. He lives in the mountains and he doesn't, uh, he doesn't think that this whole internet thing is a good idea. And you can find Angus at JBurger90 on Twitter. Uh, You can find all of us uh, at various points in time at the Mothership Podcast uh, Twitter account at TLS underscore n underscore TDS uh, where we're tweeting about everything. So at us, we usually respond uh, unless it's inflammatory and then we might just ignore you. Um, regardless, we, uh, we appreciate interactions. We don't have an Instagram yet. We're going to get that up and running shortly. Uh, and we don't have a TikTok cause we don't really know what it is. Uh, special thank you to our sponsors, the anchor app, as well as the Smith workforce management group. Uh, and a special thank you to you, the listener. We really appreciate that you, uh, spend your time and mental energy on us. So we do appreciate it. Please like, subscribe, share, give us five stars, all that other fun stuff. Um, because we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks for sticking around. We'll see you next time.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.